When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. If the Chiefs are trying to screw up their season before it even starts, they're doing a pretty good job. It is Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80 on the ESPN app where you can watch it as well. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh, the day has come. NFL football begins tonight. It's we. It's exciting. We get it. I don't have to go overboard to tell you that. (laughs) If you are here and you need us to juice you up for tonight, yes, we will be able to do that. But you should be able to do that yourself. This is a holiday in the eyes of many. I have five bets locked and loaded. More are coming. There's no way I'll be able to restrain myself. My five favorite are in. We're going to do them throughout the course of the show, but I got more coming. There's no way I'm stopping at five. Absolutely not, because this train... Stops for no one, as Walter no one. White just told you. 888-SAY-ESPN. We want your bets for tonight. 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you on all topics. And we have to begin with the Kansas City Chiefs really playing this out a little bit when it comes to Travis Kelsey. And I do not get it. Listen to Clark Hunt, the Chiefs CEO, this morning on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. I know he had a little bit of a setback uh, the other day with a a minor knee injury. Uh, We hope that he'll be able to go tonight. He'll be a a game-time decision. Uh, But he's somebody who loves to compete, so I wouldn't bet against him being on the field tonight. Yeah, that's great, Clark. I understand that. Let's let's understand one thing, though. (laughs) I think the Chiefs right now are probably Probably in a situation where they've already made their decision. And I'm hoping that decision is that he's not going to play. This doesn't need to get to warm-ups, Joe. How many times have we seen guys come back entirely too soon from an injury and then make it worse or then injure something else because they're overcompensating? The Kansas City Chiefs can lose tonight. They cannot lose Travis Kelsey for the season. It would be moronic and, frankly, franchise malpractice to put him out on the field tonight. So here we are, two minutes into the show. You're already hot. There's a little sweat on the brow, I've noticed. This has really got you going, does it not? When it's 30 degrees, yes. When it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, It doesn't matter. No, it does, it does have me going, Joe, because I, we see this all too often. This is a situation where the organization has a responsibility to protect the player from himself. I get it, dude. We're all juiced up. I get it. There's no Chris Jones, and you were out there begging him last week to come back. I understand all of that. What does tonight's game mean in the grand scheme to the Kansas City Chiefs? Not a damn thing. You are playing the NFC's Detroit Lions. You have Patrick Mahomes out there, who you know is always going to give you an opportunity to win the game. If you lose Travis Kelsey for an extended period of time, that does major damage, major damage to the Kansas City's Chiefs hopes this year. And I ain't exactly splitting the atom when I say that. You think Clark Hunt has any idea how close Kelsey is or is not to playing? Or is that just an owner who obviously, good owner, 
loves his team, he's in front of the media, and he's just giving you his overall thoughts. I mean, the fact that he comes out and says, well, I wouldn't bet against him. Do you think that's because he's actually in the training room and they're saying it looks close? It looks like it could be pretty good here. So he's going out to the media. It feels to me like he's he's maybe checked in. He's just given some commentary. To your point, I understand you lose Kelsey for the season. You're not going anywhere anyway. But it's it's an ominous start for Kansas City. It is a very ominous start that Kelsey's dinged up and we're having this conversation before the first game that Jones isn't signed. Oh, by the way, Nick Bosa just got $34 million a year, so the price on Jones is probably going up, which they're thinking about in the front office. And here comes Detroit in a situation where if this Lions team is going to be for real, They better punch you in the mouth early in this one. That's one of the things I'm expecting tonight. Listen, the Lions have a game where this is supposed to announce their presence and announce that they're here for real. Last year was cute, but let's call it what it was, all right? After an atrocious start for the Lions, there wasn't a ton of pressure on them. Anything they did the rest of the year that was positive was going to be nothing but giving them that offseason and I, I can't use the word momentum, but that offseason positivity. Do you not now, believe in momentum? I, year to year, in very rare instances do I believe in that. That should be one of the instances where I would, but I'm not. Because it's a team that hasn't been there before. It's still a relatively new coach who's got two years under his belt at this point. But it still feels to me like the Lions haven't, they have to convince themselves as well as everybody else about what they are. So tonight is a much bigger game for the Lions than it is for the Kansas City Chiefs. Without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. When 15's your quarterback, as long as he's healthy, you have an opportunity all throughout the season to A, win your division, B, jockey yourself in the playoff position, and then C, make a run, assuming some of the other key players are with you. Because if Kelsey's not with you and Jones isn't with you, you're not winning a Super Bowl. The AFC's too deep. But for Detroit, this is about sending the message. If you are what we think you are, I'm not going to go so far as to say you have to win tonight. I know Orlovsky said that with us yesterday. It was fascinating commentary thinking that this is a must win. I wouldn't go that far, but you better be competitive all the way up to the end. You better be in this thing until the final drive. If this is a 31-17 final and Detroit is just stumbling all over itself, I don't want to hear about Detroit again for a while. I don't want to hear any of the hype. I don't want to hear about Campbell wanting to bite off kneecaps, golf turning a corner, the defense being improved. I don't care. Tonight is all about whether or not the Lions have arrived. They, to your point, and it's exactly right, they have the most to prove tonight. Kansas City, we know who they are, and if they're dinged up and they lose, so be it. Not the end of the world. The Lions have a lot to lose tonight. Back to Kelsey for a second. Why is it that if this all is just a ruse, Okay, and we are a ruse or ruse, whatever you would pronounce it. I don't know. Uh, And you're out there doing this to make the Lions think that there's still a chance and you have to prepare for them and all that stuff. You're the Chiefs, dude. Like, what does it matter? Why? Why even put in the player's mind? Understanding the competitive nature of this guy in particular, that he could go out there and play. Why would you do that? You have a mini buy this weekend. They love that. Players absolutely love having that. As much as we talk about how bad Thursday is to play on sometimes, they lo- a lot of players really like it a lot. We heard Jason Kelsey say this. He liked it a lot because you get that many by. I, I, I really feel like you're doing the player a disservice here by giving him hope in this, that we may let you make that decision tonight. Joe, this, this decision, it, it should be made already. I'm hoping it's made already. 
if we're talking about this before kickoff, the Chiefs really need to look themselves in the face. Why would you do this in any circumstance? I've got a feeling that there are two narratives here. There's the narrative all of us, the fans, the media, all of us are discussing. And then I think there's what's going on inside the building. I think the building... Everyone knows what the plan is. Kelsey might want to test it out, and the Chiefs might be inclined to want to see him test it out because this could be an injury. I'm no doctor, but it could be an injury where it really can't get a whole lot worse. Some call bone bruise. It's very painful, but you're not going to do further damage to it. Joe Burrow's calf strain, as we saw with Kevin Durant, could lead to an Achilles injury. That's something you have to be mindful of. The Cooper Cup hamstring injury, that could get worse. But if this is a bone bruise and the knee is structurally intact from a ligament tendon standpoint as I put on my surgical mask here if he can't do any more damage it's a pain threshold thing and then if he wants to give it a shot give it a shot take the shot give it a shot but Joe like let's print the t-shirts take the shot give it a shot many players have lived by that yeah but Joe like even then even so you can't hurt it worse what's the point I know one thing being on the field is not going to help it heal sooner being on the field is not going to help him be back at his full strength. You don't want to see him at all. I don't. You don't want to see him at and all. Frankly, okay. I would tell him to stay home tonight. <laughs> I, I really would. Enjoy the broadcast. Sit back and just watch. Go to I, Outback. Get yourself a blooming onion. Exactly. They're delicious. Yeah. But here's my... It's a way to do it. My, my real feeling about this, though, is so many times we see organizations do things that they feel not pressured into doing, but do things that uh, get them caught up in the moment. There is absolutely no reason for the Kansas City Chiefs to get caught up in the moment about this game tonight just because it is the celebration of you winning the Super Bowl. We, we all get it. Travis, pick up the ring. Have a good night out on the town. Seriously, go enjoy yourself. And then, as far as the Chiefs are concerned... Winning this game without him and without Chris Jones, you touched on it, but how amazing of a day did Chris Jones have yesterday? Incredible. Just as good as Micah Parsons as well. Micah Parsons came right out and immediately congratulated Nick Bosa, which is the same thing as patting yourself on the back and saying, my deal's coming. Because all you're going to do is tap top that deal. That was incredible. And Chris Jones has got to be sitting there. And from what we understand, he was aiming for somewhere around, what, 28 a year when Aaron Donald had set the mark at 31 a year. And now that Bose has gone past that to 34 a year, 28 looks like a steal for Kansas City, who may no longer have that option on the table. That's the dangerous game you play when players at the same position are in position to sign. Cincinnati waiting as long as they have on Burrow. They had to watch Herbert, Lamar, and Hertz all get paid. You're going to pay a premium as a result of that. And that's what's going to happen to the Chiefs here as well. I think they're probably more concerned about that situation than they are about Travis Kelsey and his knee tonight. You know what has me excited? Money and making money. Money. And the opportunity to make money and a little thing called pizza money, which you have brought to us from your Joe and Amber days with Amber Wilson. And we are going to get an opportunity here to pick up a little coin. Thanks to Mr. Fortenbaugh, who has got picks throughout the course of the show. We're just getting started at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Carlin versus Joe is presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. And I'll tell you what else, there's another dude who should go nowhere near the field this week. But this one's not up to the team, this one's up to the player. 
We'll tell you who and why next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Countdown to kickoff rolls on. Only one day until the NFL season begins. Windows my whole career. Prescott has had a fantastic night. We want to win the Super Bowl. Continuing coverage. Touchdown for Lamar Jackson. Camp to camp, team to team. The NFL lives here. ESPN Radio. Let's not screw around at all. Let's get to it. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We want to make some money. Let's make some money. Let's make some pizza money. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Joe Fortenbaugh, go. This is a bit from the Joe and Amber days when I was working with Amber Wilson, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern here on ESPN Radio. We started the show last January. We'll give out bets throughout the course of the show. It's called Pizza Money. It's designed to make you a little cash so you can go out and eat on us. What we'll normally do is update the record from the last show's performance and then give you the overall record. But since it's the first day, I'm just going to tell you what the record was on Joe and Amber, and then we're going to start fresh on Carlin versus Joe. All right. We finished after eight months. We made 302 picks. 302. The overall record was 156 wins, 144 defeats, two ties. We were up 10.49 units. So we turned a profit over 300 picks, and that's what we're hoping to do here. Two picks for you tonight, Thursday Night Football. Their prop bets centered around Lions running back Jameer Gibbs. If you remember Jameer Gibbs, he was picked 12th overall by the Lions. Everyone expects him to be a big part of this offense, as he should be. But remember, the Lions also signed David Montgomery this offseason. Three years, $18 million. He's going to handle a lot of the workload as well. So while he's running the ball, look for Gibbs to be involved in the passing game. Two bets. Number one, over three and a half receptions. Number two, 
over 31 and a half receiving yards. Mm. I like him to be involved in the passing game tonight because that's where Kansas City struggles defensively. Last year, no team in the NFL gave up more receptions to opposing running backs than Kansas City. Kansas City also gave up the fourth most amount of receiving yards to opposing running backs last year. Translation, they don't defend running backs out of the backfield well. Gibbs is a pass catcher. The Lions are going to want to utilize him tonight, and Kansas City struggles in that department. Pizza money number one, and number two, Jameer Gibbs over three and a half receptions. That's minus 130, and over 31 and a half receiving yards. That's minus 115. Oh, I like it. Touchdown, Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes, best player. Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in football. Burrow. Touchdown, what a start. You know, I try to leave a legacy wherever I go. He's everything we want to be about, so we take a lot of pride in having Joe Burrow as our quarterback. Try to leave a legacy of hard work and dedication. This one I don't get either, and this is more about Joe than it's about the team. Why is Joe Burrow playing this weekend? Staggering how they have not gotten this deal done. Staggering. I have a feeling that this is going to go hand-in-hand. The deal will be announced Sunday. I think it's going to be a big announcement Sunday leading into the Cleveland game. You cannot let him play week one without getting under contract. How incompetent of an organization are you if you allow this to happen? I'm sorry, you're new? (laughs) It's the Cincinnati Bengals. Dude, I'm shocked that the Bengals aren't selling Fire Festival 2 tickets at the game on Sunday. Why would you ever trust the Bengals to do the right thing? Why would you ever do that? So obvious. It is such an obvious situation. And I know that the Bengals absolutely love him. And maybe it is just that. A nice little dramatic Sunday morning start of the season. Get everybody fired up for Joe Burrow to be out there because otherwise it's a horrible business decision on his part. Here he is from his press conference yesterday asking, uh, asked if he is surprised that no extension has gotten done as of yet. I mean, it comes when it comes. Um, Nobody's, I'm not worried about it or anything. You know, not thinking about it too much. Last couple of days, I'm, like I said, focused on being the Browns. You know, He's already blown out his knee once. He has had this injury, which you pointed out earlier, could certainly lead to a situation that Kevin Durant had a few years ago that could lead to an Achilles injury if you're entirely too uh, dependent on trying to compensate for the hamster or for the uh, calf injury. I understand the competitive nature again, but. His agents, Joe, has to protect his own interests here. I get it. The Bengals have got a season, a possibility of which could end in a Super Bowl championship. Joe Burrow, as much as this might be counterintuitive to everything he stood for, Joe, like, yeah, I got to look out for me right here because I don't trust you to not take care (laughs) of me. And it's not just because it's the Bengals. We're talking about he's had these major injuries yeah. already. So what happened? Just let's argue for a second. What happens? They don't have the extension done, and he goes out there and has the Kevin Durant injury. How, how much is that going to affect the contract discussion when you don't have him for the rest of the year, and then you're waiting to see what he is when he gets back? It should affect none of it. They should still pay him. If they choose not to, it's an all-time sleazebag move. Think about that. The idea that you strung this along as long as you when did. When have we ever said the Cincinnati Bengals are going to do the right thing? I understand that they might not. I understand that they might not. I have a feeling that this is just far too obvious for it to not happen by the time the season starts or shortly thereafter. I'm going to play Cincinnati general manager for a minute. Will you indulge me? Sure. Okay. Five years, 
$262.5 million. Mm-hmm. That's the contract Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert signed with the Chargers this past offseason, making him the highest paid player in NFL history. 262.5 over five. Bump it to 270, and we're done. That's it. That's what you need to do. You take the highest paid contract in NFL history that was just signed by a quarterback who has not done as much as Joe Burrow, and you give him more. Round it up to 270. Uh, no trade clause. Herbert got that. Burrow gets that. $133 million in full guarantees. Bump that to $140. $193 million in injury guarantees. Bump that to $200. Who says no? Does Cincinnati say no to that? Are you going to not pay Burrow a little bit more than Herbert? What has Herbert done that would make you think he should be paid more or the same as Joe Burrow? Nothing. Nothing. So just get it done. And I have a feeling that it's just so obvious it is going to get done. We're just sitting here thinking that Cincinnati, to your point and a fair point, has been incompetent for so long as a front office, but more importantly, so cheap for so long that they are going to find a way to screw this up. I refuse to believe it. I will actually defend them. I think this deal is close. I think it's announced before kickoff. I would be willing to make a small wager on that. Yeah, listen, I, I probably would be too, but I'm frustrated by the fact that it it's taking all that long to do it. I'm frustrated by the fact that the guy has been hurt throughout most of training camp and they could say that they've been protecting him from himself and all that, uh, but he's going to go out there potentially without it having done and they're leaving any doubt to that. Like, to me, the better move to prove that you're not the same old Cincinnati Bengals is to announce that contract in the last two weeks after the Herbert deal gets done so that you show, yeah, he's hurt, we don't care. He's our guy. And Cincinnati, the town of Cincinnati, here is your guy for the next 10 to 12 years. Yep. He And, and when have the Bengals had that? I mean, they had it with Boomer for a little bit. It's a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> it's a long time Give ago. Give me the guy since Boomer that has been on that level. There hasn't been a guy. Palmer was solid, but not on that level. Palmer was a solid, steady right. quarterback. They could not win in the playoffs. A lot of that's on Marvin Lewis, obviously. And, they and, were steady under Carson And it was Palmer. a bad situation, unfortunately, when they probably felt as good as they do right now in 2005 when they had a real chance, and Palmer goes down in the first series yeah. of a playoff game against Pittsburgh. So I, I get all that, but they haven't been here before. They do owe it to that city to show that we're not going to screw around. We're not going to nickel and dime. We're not going to do all that. Right now, if you're making odds, Schefter tweet Sunday morning by 11 a.m. I have until then. No, if, you're, if it if happens you're, Saturday, if, are we doing it? Do an over-under. All right. Set the over-under. So no, you no, can no. Here's what I want to do. Just... Prior to kick. Prior to kick. On Sunday. I'll even give you that because they're going to want to have them talking about it on the pregame shows. Prior to 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, a Schefter tweet announcing the contract. Right now, what would you put the odds at that it will happen? That it will happen? Yes. I'd almost say minus 110 both ways. I think it's a, it's the bookmaker splitting it right down the middle. I'll take my 10% as a bookmaker, obviously. That's yes. what we call the VIG, but that's for the other another day. Yeah, I, I think it's a toss-up because I really do think you're not going to get into the, the first game of the season without that done. I think you said it perfectly at the beginning. The idea that 
You announce it then. You get everyone all amped up, all fired up. It is a new era. It is a new season. We're going for the Super Bowl. Our quarterback signed. He's under center. We're ready to take out Cleveland, who, by the way, I like Cleveland in that game. I like Cleveland to win that game. It's one of my favorite games of the week. I'm getting two and a half. I like Cleveland to win that game. We'll do more Lockadinis tomorrow, and we'll work through all of that. But I, I would bet you dinner or anyone dinner, nice dinner, that the announcement comes before kick. I think that it's truly going to get done. And if it doesn't, then shame on me for believing the Bengals were anything different this time around. I hope for the city of Cincinnati's sake that it does. Because you got him, you're going to have Jamar Chase next year, you're going to have to pay him because I he's as dynamic a receiver as there is in the league. Just show everyone what this next 10 to 12 years is going to be about. Because they've waited 30 to get here. Yeah. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Should Joe Burrow play before Sunday, Sunday if he doesn't have his contract? Should Travis Kelsey be playing tonight? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. One contract did get done yesterday. Oh, Nick Bosa, congratulations. Wow. Unfortunately, it's now on somebody else with the San Francisco 49ers. We'll explain next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. If this all is just a ruse, okay, and we are a ruse or ruse, whatever you would pronounce it. I don't know. Ruse. Ruse. Hard to believe I have a degree in English. But I do. <laughs> Hobart College. Which English? Yeah, exactly. Middle English, actually. You really were useful. You were deciding between Hobart and what else? University of Texas. Well, not deciding, hoping. I was going to go to Texas first. Didn't get in. They said no, they passed on the big fella? <laughs> they never even met the big fella. <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas. You seem yeah. right up their alley. Let me tell you something. I went down to that city of Austin, and I could not have decided quicker that I wanted to be in college there. And instead, I ended up in central New York in the middle of the snow belt, <laughs> yeah. where one year it actually snowed every day from Halloween all the way through mid-March, and it ended with a blizzard. Ended with a blizzard. It is Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You know, the Nick Bosa deal is historic yesterday. I was thrilled to see it get done for him. I think he is an incredible, incredible defensive player. Chris Jones had to be thrilled, as you pointed out earlier. Mike Parsons was more than thrilled about it. And here's what's wrong with me. The fact that they got this deal done, the first thing I thought to myself was, Kyle Shanahan better be right. Better be right when it comes to the quarterback because Brock Purdy is the reason that they can do what they're doing right now. 
from a contractual standpoint, when you go up and down the Niners roster, they are paying massive sums of money to highly regarded players all across the board. Bosa at $34 million per year. I'm going to give you the AAV, the average annual value of the deal, and then I'm going to tell you where it ranks amongst the position. Listen to what they've got on this roster. Bosa, $34 million per year, is the highest paid defensive player, number one at defensive end. Okay? Mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey at $16 million per year is the highest paid running back in the league. Kyle Juszczyk at $5 million per year is the highest paid fullback in the league. Trent Williams at $23 million per year is the third highest paid offensive tackle. Fred Warner at $19 million a year is the third highest paid inside linebacker. George Kittle at $15 million is the third highest paid tight end. Javon Hargrave, who they signed this offseason at $21 million, is the sixth highest paid defensive tackle. Asante, not Asante Samuel, Debo Samuel at $23.8 million a year is the seventh highest paid wide receiver. And Eric Armstead at $17 million a year is the eighth highest paid defensive end. It's a lot of numbers, but it's a lot of money. And when you're not paying the quarterback position, because Brock Purdy costs virtually nothing as the last pick in the draft, you can spend elsewhere. The pressure's on in San Francisco because anything short of a Super Bowl win is a disappointment. There are a handful of teams that have that on them. If you're the New York Giants and you get to and lose the Super Bowl, not a disappointment. Fans are sad, naturally, but not a disappointing season. A huge step forward for an organization moving in the right direction. Same thing if somehow the Chicago Bears made the NFC Championship game. Sad that they lose, but not a disappointing season. Niners don't win the Super Bowl, disappointing season. Failure. Because you've got everything you need. And to your point, if you're going to bank on Brock Purdy the way Kyle Shanahan is, good. He's no longer a rookie. He's no longer Mr. Irrelevant. He's a veteran. It's time to go out and win. And they got to win this year. If you're going to buy into the notion that anybody can play quarterback for Kyle Shanahan, you're out of your freaking mind. Okay? <laughs> you can look back at the history of Kyle Shanahan with quarterbacks and – a lot of it's good, but some of it's not great when you go back to the Washington days. And you go back to, yes, you had Matt Ryan and he had an amazing season, but you also blew a Super Bowl 28-3 lead because of how you handled that offense down the stretch of the game. Same thing happened in that Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Remember what the yep. Chiefs said after the game? The defense said we were praying they would keep throwing the football. Yep, They were toast on the ground, and Shanahan abandoned the running game uh -huh. late. He let Garoppolo try to win it, and Garoppolo missed on two key plays. The deep bomb to Emmanuel Sanders, and George Kittle, I believe it was on a third down, was wide open, and Garoppolo didn't see him. Yep. They were throwing too much. The Chiefs defense said it was in the bag for San Francisco, but they abandoned the run. I had it in the bag, too, as far as winning that bet, because I had San Francisco in that game. 10-point lead, I'm feeling great. There's no yeah. way they're going anywhere now, uh, because they're going to handle this to Right way. Anyway, having said that, I just want you to really consider history for a moment and the idea that you can uncover a gem like Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan can turn him into a star. Think about this. Who is the guy that's going to come to mind for most people when they think about Brock Purdy and his ability to be a star? It's Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Right? Now it's we're not comparing the two. They're just that they're in similar situations. We all understand that Tom Brady was a unicorn. Nobody saw that coming. In fact, I had a conversation with Nick Saban one time about this, and I was simply asking him, what keeps you going at this point? This is four or five years ago. And he went into a discussion about Brady and Belichick, and he says, you know, the thing that people think about Tom Brady is that 
Bill Belichick, God, he was so lucky to find him in the sixth round. Well, Belichick looks at it like, what did we do to screw it up in the first five rounds to not find this guy? Exactly. You look at the AFC right now. What do we do? We talk about how loaded it is with quarterbacks. Loaded. Do you know that 14 of the 16 quarterbacks in the AFC were first-round picks? I did not. 14 of the 16? 14 of the 16 were first-round picks. Now, there are a few more in the NFC that weren't that were second- and third-round picks, and then Sam Howell later on, but we don't even know what Sam Howell is yet. But those two are Russell Wilson and uh, Garoppolo in Vegas. So right now, other than that, they're all first-round picks. Ryan Tannehill was a first-round pick. You go back through the list, and, and to me, if you are expecting this to be just as good, oh, he went 8-0 last year. Did we not talk about the fact that this is a historic defense, that it's an amazing defense, that they've got a lot of other things? And here's one group that's not necessarily getting paid when you're going through that list. 49ers offensive line. Mike McGlinchey's gone. This could be an issue. So I am not going to operate under any sort of assumption that Brock Purdy is going to be great this year. And if I'm Kyle Shanahan, he damn well better be. He All Brock Purdy can do in my mind is screw this up. That's all he can do in my mind. So where are you projecting them with him at quarterback this year? Where do you, if you're sitting here, and I know we're going to do a lot of the official predictions for the season tomorrow, where do you see them getting to? Do you see Purdy falling off a cliff and the Niners make the playoffs but bomb out? Do you see them losing a close one in the NFC Championship game? Where do you have it this year? I have the 49ers defense carrying them a long way if they're healthy. And they're going to win the division. I don't think that's going to be much of a problem, even though Seattle is okay. Don't, don't sleep on what they're doing in Arizona. I'm sorry? Five to ten years from now. <laughs> Assuming everything goes according to plan with Caleb Williams, which we know it will not. Yeah, I don't understand why people are automatically picking the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Do you it, think it's more of a byproduct of the NFC being so thin? Yes. Take, take the Niners, put them in the AFC. Where do they rank? They would be fighting to make the playoffs. Interesting. They would be fighting to make the playoffs. If I look at... Do I think the 49ers are going to beat Philadelphia, even in San Francisco? No. I don't. I, and so my biggest thing with, with Purdy is just don't screw it up. Just don't screw it up. And if, if your management in San Francisco, and we've spent all of this money, and we've had opportunities at rings, and we haven't done it yet, well, what's the constant about why we haven't done it yet? Instability at the most important position on the field. Bingo. We've drafted pretty well everywhere else. That's the problem. And when this is the head coach, the guy that is supposed to be the quarterback guru and we're not getting it done, mm. I, I, you watch. It gets ugly for the 49ers at any point this year. Even losing in the postseason, there will be discussions. There will be discussions. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. It is a historic day for the NFL, but not for the reason you think. It's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. The countdown to the NFL season rolls on. 
Feel good to be back, baby. Oh, he steps to the house. Touchdown. Turn it up and now. Turn it up and now. Incredible play. 35-yard touchdown. Time for some football, baby. Only one day until the Lions and Chiefs kick off the 2023 season. The NFL lives here. ESPN Radio. <laughs> Jet fans should hate this song. We'll explain why. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Here's how you know that we're getting in the right mind frame for what we want the show to be. We also, of course, are working with our friends who are selling advertising for the show. Yes. And during uh, the pre-show meeting today, we were discussing, you know, different things that we could do. And we're, what happens if, if Carlin has a heart attack on the air? And it's, well, first thing we do is get that sponsored. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Mandy's defibrillators. Gonna get some of those <laughs> things on the wall. I can see Joe doing a read while giving me the paddles. <laughs> this defibrillator brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Well, that's Evan comes in and he hands me the reads, and I'm like, "Well, these aren't the ones I'd be doing today." He's like, "No, just in case something happens to Carlin." And it's like, well, yeah. what would happen to Carlin that I would have to read these sentences? Mm. For example, talking about our friends at Progressive Insurance, I'm happy to do it. But what could possibly happen to the big man? And then the thought naturally in all of our minds was, well, he could have a heart attack. He could. If someone's having a heart attack around here, we pretty much have an idea of who it would be. And then we all came to the conclusion that, yes, if Carlin goes down via heart attack, get the read in, then call 911. Business than pleasure. <laughs> I really, I really could have been nicer about it and just said in case something happens to Carlin's reads because the other day you did throw out your reads and we had to get you another copy. Yeah. So it really could have been a lot nicer, but no, I just stopped in the case something happens to Carlin. Listen, that's I, the here, more reasonable thing that he would lose the paper, which he has done every day. Let's just be transparent about situations. I don't need anybody to just soft shoe it around me. Okay, I'm aware of the situation. Went to, if it makes you feel better. I was at the cardiologist recently. We're all good. Did you do the stress test on the treadmill? I did. I how did. long? Did, how long did that go? Uh, I did. I did that two weeks ago. It's like thirteen minutes or so. You made it thirteen minutes on that thing. Yeah, I was walking at a pretty fast rate, something like that. But it keeps going up with an incline yes. too. Yes, I think my max heart rate. Yeah, it was probably it was probably like eleven or twelve minutes. That is impressive. Yeah. No, it's really not. Unless they I were mean, trying to get your heart to like, we just need to get them up to 90. 90 beats per minute's good. No. no. <laughs> if they were at 90, we could have stopped now. <laughs> I'm sitting here. But the point is, is listen, I'll be lying on the floor. They'll be pumping my chest. And the first thing I will say is, make sure we get in the progressive reach. <laughs> I want some bosses to appreciate that. Carlin versus Joey, ESPN Radio. So this is the first time. Since 1999, that Tom Brady is not a quarterback in the NFL. It is amazing to consider it has been that long. Most of the people here weren't born at that point. But a lot has happened uh, over the last 24 years. Think about what's gone on here. <laughs> you want to go through the ESPN radio lineup? First, or do you want to go in through 1999? What was, what was okay. happening in September of 99? September of 99, the number one movie in America was The Sixth Sense. Nice little twist ending there, mm. heartfelt story. Number one song, Ballet Mos by Enrique Iglesias. Mm. Number one album, the self titled Christina Aguilera. Mm -hmm. Gas only cost $1.25 a gallon. 
Bill Gates, excuse me, Bill Clinton was your president. Tony Blair was your prime minister. Y2K was only three months away. We survived. Yeah, spoiler, we survived it. Spoiler. Hanneman, where were you when we were still um, at 99? I had my lunchbox going to kindergarten. Evan? First day of kindergarten. High school. First day. First, first day of high school. Yeah. Where were you? First day of college. Yeah, I was five years into my career. <laughs> <laughs> I was producing Mike and the Mad Dog in New York City. Carlin was approaching the age of social security. I mean, we were talking about the... Yeah. <laughs> I believe it was the first time I heard the word pension. <laughs> Dear God, how is that 24 years ago? This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.